What's going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from Ballard, Seattle, Washington. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jake, and special guest, Zane Izagiri, Esquire. Boys, how we doing? Hi, Paige. Uh, this is Jake up in Capitol Hill. I'm doing great. And yeah, I'm glad you called out uh, Zane's title because he, he certainly has updated the Zoom window already. Hello, hello. Special guest Zane is Gary Esquire here. Uh, it's been a little while since I've been on the show, it feels like. Um, I don't know. Been a, been a long couple of weeks for me finishing school, but we're here. Happy to chop it up with the boys, talk some sports. Yep, yep. A wise man once said the boys are back. Uh, and of course, as always, we're joined by our lovely interns, Coop and Dan. And I believe Zambi is uh, off flying a kite somewhere, but I don't know. Maybe next week he'll show up. Uh, but moving forward this week, we got a packed episode for you guys. We got our sports headlines as per usual. A lot to catch y'all up on. Uh, moving on to our Gonzaga basketball segment, where we dive into uh, mostly NBA stuff this week. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of a lot of former Zags uh, showing out for the program. Uh, with that being said, though, I'll hand it off to Dan for the uh, intro and the uh, sports headlines this week. Thank you, Jay Page. Good to be back. I also had a had a brief, uh, I think, two week absence, but always fired up to be back with the boys here on a Tuesday night. No shortage of GU news. Let's start with the bad news. Uh, Caden Perry, the top fifty prospect at a battleground, Washington, suffered a back injury during his high school season. He has the uh, dreaded no timetable for a return. He was having a hell of a year. Was dunking on guys left and right. The high school season just started for him. Now it looks like it's over, and uh, he might be starting his college career with a little bit of adversity. Uh, I was so bummed when I saw that news break because it felt like it happened right when he was finally getting the the traction and you know almost notoriety he deserved for how explosive of an athlete he is. And obviously, it's partly because we also got Chet and Salas. But boy, that's that's just a bummer. But I think Gonzaga is still a great program to go into, you know, obviously you never want to go into anywhere injured, but like, I mean, we dealt with something very similar with like Shemek and hopefully it's not that bad, but you know, we do have experience as a program with that. Yeah. Not a, not good news by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Kind of, kind of weird news. I think when it was reported, it was no timetable and just really not specific at all as far as what the injury was um, just like a back injury. It has, I don't think anything's changed since then as far as the reporting of this, but I mean, yeah, Jake said it. This kid is kind of touted for his explosive athletic ability um, and hurting your back is significant um, for any athlete, let alone an 18 year old kid. Um, and so I'm just hoping that this is kind of a, a tweak kind of thing um and then hopefully this kid can bounce back and get right to it um i don't even want to think what the worst case scenario is here so i'm not gonna so it's just little tweak be back in the fall jamming on everyone it's a great outlook right there uh just sucks that he loses loses his senior season um but hey i guess we can look forward to uh next year right Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. It, you know, it, it was going to be interesting, I think, just to see what Caden would have done as a true freshman uh, had he come in completely healthy, just with the way that roster might be might be shaping out. But 
yeah, uh, best wishes to him. Heal up, get well soon, and we'll see you back dunking in the kennel in no time. Moving on, other recruiting news. We finally had a little high school showcase, the Iverson Classic in Memphis with the likes of Chet Holmgren, Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman, maybe a future zag as well. We'll talk about that shortly. But uh, Chet, co-MVP of this thing, Hunter Salas, a couple highlight dunks. Uh, I think everything we all wanted to see from the zag perspective. It, who was the other MVP? Was it Banchero? Was he the... I don't think so. I, you know, that's a great question, Jake. Let me uh, do some research on that. And I'll get back to you. Because I kind of want this, like, obviously. Was it, was it Ty not... Ty Washington? Sorry. Was it, was it Ty Ty? I don't he? think so. It honestly might have been a guy I'd never heard. Of. Yeah. Okay. Khalil Whitney. Hmm. Uh, Kentucky. Ooh, interesting. Oh. oh, okay. So Kentucky does still have five star recruits. Interesting. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm hoping like a rivalry will soon form between Chet and Paolo. Or Paulo, 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 Paulo. I think it's very simple, Paulo. Okay, Paulo. It doesn't have that Portuguese. Um, I love, I love Italian. Jake pronouncing names. Not quite Paulo <laughs> from uh, the uh, Lizzie McGuire movie for those. Oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a reference. Slapper, great movie. <laughs> but, I mean, what they are? They already played against each other in the Iverson Classic. We're gonna be playing them in Vegas. I think it would be just perfect if we played Duke in the tournament and we just crush them. Yeah, uh, this this whole tournament kind of or like showcase whatever whatever you want to call it was really cool. Um, I, I didn't get to watch it like on TV or like a live stream. Saw just about every highlight, like every other Gonzaga fan on Twitter. Um, but the the Chet dunk on Paulo was freaking nice. And as Zag fans, you can't help but to get excited that our guy dunked on another guy. Uh, not only is he going to Duke, but he turned us down pretty much is, is what it is what that felt like. Um, so that was pretty sweet. Um, just kind of a note on Paolo. Uh, it was kind of interesting. After like the first couple of days, I think there was a tweet that came out and it was highlighting some of the players. It was highlighting Chet's play. Uh, it was highlighting a couple of things Hickman was doing. Nothing about Paolo, though. And then, like, I think it was a Duke fan commented, like, oh, Paolo, question mark. And it was just like, oh, uh, got a lot of skill. Um, but Chet's defense was really was really slowing him down a lot. And Paolo ended up winning, like, the one-on-one competition, which is where he really, really showed out. Um, but the one-on-one thing, I don't know. That's not that's not college. That's, that's an NBA talent right there. But uh, give me Chet's, like, defensive tenacity. And the way that guy's able to just get up and down the court for a big man, boys, we have a player that we've never seen before. We've never seen this at Gonzaga. Just like we never saw Suggs last year. Oh, two for two, baby. Give it to me. Thank you, Minnesota. We owe you so much. (laughs) Um, No, you're exactly right, Zane. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me is, you know, there have been some comments about, oh, you know, you can't go wrong with Chet or Paulo going number one overall in 2022 or whatever. But from our perspective and from, you know, tweets that were coming out, just, you know, being a Zag fan, absorbing all this stuff, to me it looks like Chet outplayed Paulo pretty much every time they took the court. Um, I I did see that one-on-one competition, but that's like, eh, whatever. That's Um, NBA. That just tests your NBA. Yeah, yeah, we don't (laughs) – 
once we send off, once once our little birds leave the nest, they can do whatever they want. Um, the NBA, they can go on to the NBA. But I, it honestly looked like Chet. I don't want to say owned him, but he got the better of Paulo this weekend. Um, and you're right, his defense is just like it's ready for the NBA right now. Uh, his timing, his shot blocking, all that stuff. So, I mean, get ready, Gonzaga Nation, because this shit's going to be crazy. Yeah, there's a breakdown from uh, ESPN uh, draft guy Mike Schmitz referring to Chet as an elite NBA prospect. I don't even know if when Suggs was coming in, if he was getting elite NBA prospect reviews. I think everyone knew he'd be a good player, but elite NBA prospect come to Spokane, Washington. Not to mention Hunter Salas, who's just throwing down windmills in transition. Can't wait to watch that next year. Uh, moving on, though, staying in the Iverson Classic, this is the guy that Zag Nation is uh, – every story right now that anyone cares about is surrounding Nolan Hickman, the Kentucky decommit, possibly a Gonzaga lean now. He was also a stud at this thing, really showed out against top competition. He now all of a sudden is coming up in a mock draft in the first round. Uh, no announcement yet. Expected maybe this week. Boys, are we getting Hickman too? Boy, I feel like I, I'm looking at my take from last year when Nemhard, uh, you know, didn't redshirt. And I was like, oh, man, the point guard, now we're just too crowded. But I feel the same way if we get Nolan Hickman this year. Um, I, just, I just don't see him wanting to go to Gonzaga just because the minutes are so crowded. Um but I guess there's a lot of unclaimed minutes. So maybe if he, he just looks at it and he's like, hey, I can beat – if he's confident that he can beat out Salas and Harris, I mean, why not Gonzaga? Because you'll be playing with literally two of the best centers in college basketball and then, like, one of the best point guards. And we're, we're just the best team pretty much in the nation. So why not? Yeah, you guys, you guys have have felt it in the uh, in the group chat lately. But I am all about this Hickman kid. Um, uh, the what's his name, Jonathan Devoney from Draft Express, uh, was at the tournament covering it and tweeted out that Nolan Hickman looks like by far the most complete guard in the entire class. Um, we have another guy in that class, not not downplaying that by any chance, but just up playing like th- this Hickman kid. He's got some serious, serious upside. Um, and I don't like, like Jake said, the, the whole have too many guards kind of thing. I mean, it, that's a, that's a problem for another day. You want the best players on your team, no matter what the competition will sort itself out. Few in the staff will make the right decision. Um, I think this kid's like this kid's ceiling is a starting role on this team. Um, I, I see his floor as being like, a seventh or eighth man at the lowest. I, he's if he comes to Gonzaga, he will play this year and he will get valuable minutes. Um, as far as what school he'll go to, his dad told uh, KSR. Not sure what that stands for. I'm assuming it's a, a media outlet. But he told Kentucky him that Sports he, Radio, Kentucky, Kentucky Sports Radio, Kentucky Sports Radio. His dad told him that um, that he expected him to stay in the Northwest Pacific Northwest. Ooh. So that means UW or Gonzaga, in my mind. Of course, there's still Auburn in the mix, I guess, ASU and UCLA. But if your choice is between UW and Gonzaga right now, I mean, that just depends if you want to be the guy or if you want to be on a winning team. That's the decision he has to make. Um, and I don't, I don't 
I don't think either is a bad decision, but if he goes to UW, Gonzaga fans should have never wanted that because that's not the guy we, we recruited at Gonzaga. But if he comes to Gonzaga, we'll welcome him with open arms and we'll open up the competition for all the guards. Let's get it. Yep. Yep. Competition Mondays just got more interesting for sure. Ooh, it's been a um, while. Oh, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> no, I think you, you got to take him if he wants to commit. I mean, I think that's, that's, you know, number one, but what was pretty cool to see this weekend was his ability to kind of stretch the floor and hit knockdown threes because it really kind of reminds you of playing a lineup similar to, you know, a Goss Perkins type lineup um, when you could have, Nemhard and this Hickman kid. Now, it wouldn't shock me, honestly, if Harris as well as Bolton get a little bit more time, at least to start the season. And then, um, you know, Hickman and Salas are kind of fighting to get in. I, it's hard to say, honestly. Like, there, there's just so much talent. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Fuey, he can, he can get players in and out. He can do hockey substitutions. Like, if we learn anything from playing Baylor, you can't have enough smart athletic guards. And, I mean, bring them on. Like, let's go. Absolutely. I think, uh, dude, more dudes, let's go. I mean, if if he wants to come in knowing what we already have, knowing the fight it's going to take, and as a Washington kid to help Gonzaga get over the hump, I mean, that's awesome. I fully expect by the next time we record a show, Nolan Hickman will be a Zag. And when he oh. is a Zag, we will bring someone on that knows quite a bit about him. That's a tease, something to look forward to. Oh, is this a hot wing? A hot wing con- confirmation? Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think it has to oh. be. Oh. oh, baby. Did I just walk into it? You, you had to. Into you it. did walk all right. into it. All right. Nolan Hickman will be a Zag. Hot wing challenge. Oh, <laughs> What's the date? What's the date? He'll be a Zag by our next episode. By, oh, uh, baby. Boy. No, I can't. I can't do that. That, that. That's a stretch. Let's go. He'll be a zag by uh, June one. Hey, you could, you, honestly, you could just say he'll be a zag. I would. Yeah, I would that's still a that. hot enough take. Yeah, he'll be a zag. Wow, he'll be a zag. Boy, anyone else kind wow. of hoping he goes to Washington now? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, if he goes, to, if he goes to Washington, I, this kid sucks. We do not want him. Okay. If Nolan Hickman goes to Washington, I will give him the Brandon Williams treatment. I absolutely oh. hated that guy when he turned down Gonzaga to go back to Arizona after he did from Arizona. So, Nolan Hickman, don't do that to me. Come be a zag. Let's just see. Dogs are going to – it is a freaking disaster in that guard room. But come on, baby. Let's iron make it happen. sharpens iron. One million percent. Iron does sharpen iron. All right, well, there we go. That's a, that's a, that's a bet right there that I hope uh, I win. Okay, moving on. Uh, the, Pac-12. <laughs> the Pac-12, scared of Gonzaga. Uh, we're not going to play Arizona. Uh, Tommy said that it's just too emotional to play that game. Also, while we're talking about Arizona, I don't think we talked about this last week. Shout out to Rem on the staff. Got to love that. And that UCLA matchup we talked about last week also isn't going to happen. Mick Cronin said that uh, the Bruins do not have a December open date to make that happen. So Pac-12 scared of us once again. Man, God. Like, I mean, why we can't do, like, just an early November game against them? Or even, like, a, I mean, I bet what they'll end up doing, it'll be like a closed game scrimmage or something. 
a la like the Michigan State one we always do. But I, I think the Pac-12 is scared of us. And then it's going to be so great when we get into the full swing of college basketball season and all these Pac-12 fans remember that their football teams aren't good, so they pop up their heads to talk shit about Gonzaga for being in a weak conference. And what would his point at this? Be like, you guys will not play us. You're hiding from us because we are better than you. And I just hope every Pac-12 fan knows this. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the, uh, with the Arizona thing because I, I think the Tommy thing is kind of interesting. I think I get it from, from uh, like a practical perspective. Like, oh, would it almost be more of a distraction for the team to play Gonzaga that early knowing the connection Tommy has with, with Gonzaga, or would it be a great test of your team's ability to win high leverage games? I, I don't know. I think as Gonzaga fans, we can, we can kind of give Tommy the uh, okay there, but if I was an Arizona fan, I'd be a little uh, like a little skeptical of that. That seems kind of weird to me. Like you're, you're an Arizona coach now let's go play the best teams. But that's just that's just two sides of the coin, I guess. As far as UCLA, I, like Mick Cronin was like really hyping this up, like he wanted to play Gonzaga uh, a couple of weeks ago. So I, I I'm a little little thrown off by that. Um, but I mean, what, Pac-12 wins a couple tourney games, and all of a sudden they think they can just play each other, and that's it. Pff, come on, Pac-12. Dang, what is this, the Big him. Ten? <laughs> <laughs> Well, since uh, I guess UCLA is not going to happen, who would you guys like to see uh, Gonzaga play? Are we playing Texas yet? Is that on the schedule? That is, right? That is on the schedule. I got a team. Let's play Baylor. Run it back. Yeah, I think we kill them. Like, uh, they're losing. Everything. I don't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it almost wouldn't be as satisfying. It'd be a well, totally different team. We're okay. Nothing would be as satisfying when we think about <laughs> what happened, but it was great. Perfect season. We feel great to smack them, similar to what we did in North Carolina, you know, the couple years after the title game. We lost mm-hmm. to North Carolina after we lost to North Carolina. But then we beat the shit out of them in the kennel. That's true. So eventually, a really, a really battered. I don't care. I don't care. North Where, Carolina. They had North Carolina <laughs> on their chest, and Roy Williams was on the sideline. True. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Do we, have, do we have the Huskies? Do we have the Huskies on the schedule already? I think they so. Suck. I think we do have them. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would love a Villanova with Colin Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! That's I can, a good I can one. never say that guy's name with him coming <laughs> yeah. back. Gillespie. How about, how about here's here's a pitch for you guys? How about a little SEC matchup? What about Bama or Arkansas? I'd love to Ooh, see that. A little bustle men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. I like it. Coop, did you have something earlier? Uh, I mean, I, I was like right there with Jake. I said Nova, but simply because I saw something where Ross team posted his like top 45 and he had fucking Nova ahead of us. His bullshit. It's, it's classic. He pisses me off. Just rides <laughs> Colin Gillespie's cock like no other. Oh, oh. <laughs> I want to beat the fuck out of them so bad and just shove it on Ross's mouth. Woo! Jameis. Whoa. NSF. But you're right. Sorry, Dad. Jesus, that was a good one. <laughs> hey, we don't pay Coop for timid takes. We pay him for his hot takes. Good point. Um, 
Yeah, fuck, fuck Rothstein. That guy is the worst. Like he he takes people's like scoops all the time. Like he's he's really bad. Um. Anyway, yeah, I think Nova would be great. SEC matchup would be sick. Maybe like we could run back Kansas. I don't know. Some big time matchup would be great. Um. We have yeah, a I guess with Tech, right? That's what was that. We're scheduled to play Texas. Texas Tech, right? Is that? I don't know. With Beard being gone, maybe. I yeah, I feel like a lot of these scheduling things are all kinds of out of whack with yeah. last year and uh, <laughs> a lot of movement everywhere. Like, I have no idea what actually still exists. I don't even know if there's a place to, like, find this anywhere. <laughs> but, I think they're all, like, agreed upon and they're finding dates and stuff. Right. So, yeah, we'll uh, – We'll uh, we'll keep you updated when we can actually find out those answers about who we will be playing. Oh, oh, uh, oh. let's play whoever the fuck Remy Martin commits to. Screw that guy. Oh yeah, I like that one. What if he wants to? to Zambi. If he wants to be a Zag. <laughs> Why do you dislike Remy Martin so much? I think he's just so overhyped. He's so overhyped. He, it's I not mean, the he kid's is, fault. <laughs> he's not even a kid anymore, Jake. He's like twenty three years old. Hey, play the system. Don't hate the player. Hate the I game. There might not be a better place for him than BYU. I mean, all those guys are 24. <laughs> oh. yeah. He could be the Good young one. That. That's a great pick. That's a great pick. I would Pitch love right that. In. That would be sick. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I don't know where Remy Martin will end up. But, yeah, just keep it here. We got you on the schedule. We'll have you on the Nolan Hick- Hickman update. And uh, the other assistant coach, Stephen Gentry from uh, Illinois, the hot name. We'll see what happens there. All right, moving on, non-zag news. Jay Cole, he's going to be playing some professional basketball in Africa. He is on the uh, Patriots BBC in the inaugural season of the Basketball Africa League. This is a team in Rwanda. Shout out, Jay Cole. How does that, how does that come to be? You have to be a. It, it's not. It's not the national team, right? It's just the league, so you can be any nationality, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's just their uh, league, exactly. Okay, so like, was he just like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going for it, like, what a. I I picture I picture a semi pro situation here where J Cole owns the team. He's the coach. It's a Jackie Moon thing. He he's playing. Uh, he has the song. He has the intro song. He does the intros for all the players. He he has all the cheerleaders. Um, that <laughs> that's what I picture in this whole J Cole news. Yeah, that would I mean, be electric. The, I'm pretty sure he's release he's releasing his new album this upcoming Friday. So I think this is just a PR move to mm. promote that. And um, I know he did play in college, and I think he had a stint in the Hornet uh, preseason. Uh, preseason roster so the guy can ball yeah drake also played in college for kentucky and then <laughs> played pickup a couple times with the boys yeah well he's sponsored by puma and he's got like his own basketball shoe i think so that's kind of cool jay cole uh, or drake jay cole oh gotcha he was a walk-on at uh, st john's and if you've seen him in any celebrity games the guy could absolutely play so We'll see what he, what he does with the uh, Patriots BBC. Hopefully they play Mega B-Max, huh? <laughs> I 
I'm yeah, pretty sure let's, Mega let's B-Max would destroy them. <laughs> yeah, I think Petrushev would go to work. That would be uh, good night, Irene, to the Rwanda Patriots. All right, uh, moving on from J. Cole, uh, Oakland, all your teams are leaving you. Uh, the A's are threatening to leave Oakland if they don't get a new stadium deal. Uh, are all the Oakland teams just going to go to Vegas? I mean, I think, yeah, they're just looking around Oakland. They're like, hmm, nope. I'm just, just going where the money is, which is sad, but they're just blackmailing what the city right now, right? There's like, build us a new stadium or else fuck you, we're gone. Well, exactly. okay, it's, it's, not, it's not total blackmail because the stadium is absolute dog shit. Like, yeah. upgrade the stadium and then you can have your team. It, not the city. What? Then maybe the MLB should pay for it or the it, owners. That, that's not how business works. If another city can pay for it, then they'll go to another city. This, this seems to be putting everything on the taxpayers is all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you know Oakland's just not investing in their sports teams, and this is what happens. You own a sports team, you know, have your elected officials like prioritize that. Say like this this happens in a lot of cities. It's not just Oakland. This happened in Seattle with the Supersonics. Um, and so if Vegas comes a calling, like it's done for, you know, I don't know, the Raiders. Hey. I'm just saying the owner of the the athletics is worth $3.6 billion. And this guy's asking for city money to build a nicer stadium. That seems ridiculous. Well, it also drives, you know, money for the whole city economy, provides jobs, so on and so forth. Um, So it does play a role in that. Anyways, um, as someone who's seen this happen, who's been stripped of their team. <laughs> um, yeah, Oakland, whatever you do, figure it out, because it's not fun when they go. And uh, you guys have already had one team taken from you. So I can't imagine what two would be like. And but, don't, forget yeah. the, don't forget the Warriors, too, aren't even in Oakland anymore. Like, yeah, they're still in the Bay Area, but they're now in San Francisco. So uh, Oakland would, be, would just straight up not have a team. Uh, in terms of, like, expansion cities for the MLB – in the past, they've entertained the ideas of uh, Vancouver, Portland, Charlotte, and Nashville, and Vegas. So, oh. how about Nashville, dude? Nashville. That's what I was going to say. Nashville would be it's sick. A sick place for, for a pro baseball team. Yeah. yeah. But then you have to, like, reshuffle the whole divisions because you can't have a team in Nashville in the AL West. I don't think that works. No, it doesn't so, work. So, then you get all kinds of chaos. But we'll see if uh, Oakland can figure it out. Uh, and last but not least of the headlines, who's ready for Tebow time again? Tim Tebow reportedly will be signing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, reunited with Urban Meyer, not to play quarterback. How about tight end? A position he has never played. Huh? <laughs> I mean, why not? If as a Jaguars fan, that's probably what you're thinking. Fuck it. At least people air our games now. But, like, it's just the, that's the most, uh, like, pretty boy connection possible is Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow, I think. <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's going to be a dynamic duo. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a viewership special right here, right? I mean, this is the <laughs> – is when was the last time Tim Tebow put a pair of pads on? 
Uh, he last suited up in 2012 for the New York Jets. He has oh not my. played a football game in <laughs> 3,054 days now. Nearly a decade. Nearly a decade. I like how That's he gave that crazy. to us in days, Dan. Well, <laughs> I saw a tweet about it yesterday, and then when I was producing the sportscast yesterday, I used that number. So <laughs> I, I knew what it was one day later. Uh, I, I thought you had just like a tracker in your head. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, that was uh, a tweet I found. Uh, but I do think we know one thing. Uh, hard knocks, I think they have their team. Oh. I mean, come on. Okay. I'm in for that. Yeah. I'm yeah. In for the That's electric. Yeah. 100%. We think uh, Urban's going to run it back like he did in 08 when he did that two quarterback system with Chris Lee and Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes. You go in a little goal line situation. Jump passes. Oh, just, just jump passes only for Tebow. I love must it. Must watch football. That's must watch football. Absolutely. Oh, well, you get you get the dive information. You get Travis Etienne. Who's their other Robinson? What? Coop, yeah. What was the other Gibson? Game? No. Give me that one more time there, Coop. Travis, Travis who? who? <laughs> Etienne. There you go. <laughs> not not <laughs> Etienne. We pulled the Jake there. Uh, Rob. I wasn't even gonna try it. <laughs> Wait, Jake, try it. Etienne. Nice. Uh, Great memory. Um. Uh, Fuck off, Dan. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, th- that would be the most. That would that would be such a slap on the face to all the franchises who wanted Trevor Lawrence. If you ran a dual quarterback system after getting like one of the highest projected QB prospects, and it's Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah. I will say this too with with Tebow at a tight end. I saw a clip of him playing tight end in one game when he's with the Jets. He ran a quick out, and Mark Sanchez just drilled him in the helmet. He didn't get his head around quick enough. So his one his one rep on tape at tight end is not a good one. Uh, okay, well, it's a uh, question similar, here. Similar to Dan's one rep of varsity football. Oh, low blows, eh? Uh, I didn't even get the ball thrown to me because I fell in the middle of the route, but thank you. <laughs> Okay, quick, quick question. What money has Tim Tebow made in the last 10 years that could actually sustain, like, living? Broadcasting money. He does, like, some of the college football stuff, right? Yeah, he, he does. Oh, that's right. That's he it. does that's stuff right. for the SEC Network. He was, a, he was a professional baseball player for a while, too, right? Yeah, he was he in the Mets organization. Like nothing if you get signed as a free agent. I mean, he – he was up in at least triple A at one point. So mm, they I break like I think like, they break like two hundred k. Stars or some shit like that. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, we'll all see. Right. All right, real quick, do we think Tebow is on the fifty-three man roster when the season starts? Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. Over under twenty receptions for Tebow this season. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, way under because he's not going to be on the field. I also oh. go no. Oh. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be on the team. You're down by 20. You don't put him in just to sell tickets. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't know. I think you got Lawrence and you got Etienne. You're okay. So that is, uh, yeah, NFL schedule comes out tomorrow. Big, big day, big day. But, uh, but yeah, those are the headlines. We got some good ones today. Hell yeah. All righty. Well, I think that'll uh, that's wrapping it up. I'm going to go ahead and. 
Hit, hit Jake with a quick, uh, quick five-yard out. Ready? Go. I have loved Gonzaga from the first time I saw him. I mean, it's just too much depth, too much size, too much experience, and a winner's mentality. Kinsburg. He's got over a thousand points in his career. Look at Drew Timmy. Oh, Timmy, man. My guy, Timmy. Timmy. Spins oh, left and Timmy, does it Timmy. again. Timmy, again. Shine. Choosing the rebounds and puts it in. We're tied at 90. Three seconds left. Here's Suggs the other way. Pull up three for the win. Yes! Yes! Send yes! the championship game. Let's not mitigate or minimize what Gonzaga was this year. I, I don't think Gonzaga's going anywhere. Gonzaga's not going anywhere. The Zags watch on. What's up, everyone? We're back here. We're diving into our Zags in the NBA segment. An exciting time to be a Gonzaga fan for watching the NBA. We currently have, what, we're up to one, two, three, four, five, six. I would call them active players in the NBA. Maybe calling Zach Collins active is a little uh, generous of me. But um, regardless, we have a lot of Zags playing and a lot of them contending for playoff positions. So, Boys, just before I dive in, um, anyone have any thoughts or any – who are you most excited to watch as we approach the play-in tournament? For me, for me personally, I'm going to go with – I mean, it, it's got to be Sabonis, right? Because it seems like all these other play, all these other Zags, um, you know, we talk about Collins, Clark, Tilly. Um, Rui, Rui's quite the contributor for the Wizards, um, but Sabonis is – is the Pacers. Sabonis are the Pacers. Um, and so when you, when you're watching a Pacers game, you're watching Sabonis. Um, and so that's, that's the one I'm most excited for. Um, will they actually do anything? Will they actually like be competitive? Um, I don't know. That's why we have the play in before the playoff. Very, very true. Very true. Good points. Uh, Paige, who, who are you looking forward to, to watching? I think I'm most looking forward to Rui. I think he's the most intriguing player. I mean, we all know Sabonis is a beast, so um, it's hard, obviously, to make an argument against him. But for the sake of it, yeah, give me Rui. I think, you know, he's he's taking some strides developmentally. Um, again, this is, what, his sixth year of organized basketball or something like that, seventh year. So still pretty fresh, honestly. And I think, you know, sky's the limit for him. Um would be pretty cool if one day we get a couple zags in the all-star game. Um, so this is just that first step. But let's see if Rui can make a statement. Man, I hope he does. I hope he does because, I mean, Brad Beals or Bradley Beals has been a little injured of, of late. So, you know, if he goes down, it's pretty much just him and Westbrook. So, but I feel like he's been doing, he's been doing the great job of being the, the their third guy. He's not trying to force anything. But when he has the open shots, he's taking them. Um, Dan Coop, are you guys on the Rui Sabonis train? Or are you guys focused on maybe the Zags who don't play as much? Um, yeah, I'll turn my uh, I'll turn to the West here. I'm gonna go with the Grizzlies and see what Clark and Tilly can do. I'm currently watching the Mavs Grizzlies game, and Tilly's getting some minutes. Ooh. So I'm kind of hoping that in the play-in we see, you know, something similar to what 
you know, Tilly doing the WCC uh, championship or and that and, you know, see him light it up from three. I think that'd be pretty sweet. So hopefully that comes into fruition. Yeah, uh, Tilly would not be the one that I would jump to um, just because he doesn't – I feel like he doesn't really get a lot of opportunity. But if he can come in and get hot from three, Coop, you're right. He can turn the play-in game into Vegas, and we all know what Tilly does in Vegas. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's it, it it's Sabonis because Sabonis is the guy for the Pacers. Sabonis um, probably just like with the modern NBA is a matchup problem for a lot of people just because of how big and powerful he is inside. Uh, I don't think the Pacers can go very far if they do get in. I think, what, they'd play the Sixers or the Nets right away. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, if the, if the Pacers played the Nets – I don't know who's stopping Sabonis inside, but then I don't know who the hell's stopping everything the Nets have either. But yeah, I'll go Sabonis and uh, honorable mention Brandon Clark because I love watching Ja throw lobs to BC. And maybe, just maybe, Zach Collins gets healthy. Is there a chance he could play? No, he's he said healthy. no. He said he might return if it would have to probably be like second round of play. Okay. Um, but. Going into the playoff standings right now. So I'll start with the East. So currently the really the only Zags we have in the Eastern Conference are Rui and Sabonis. So currently the Pacers are in ninth, the Wizards are in tenth. And how the play-in works is so ninth and tenth play each other. This is for the fans who maybe haven't started concentrating on the NBA so far. So ninth and tenth plays play each other, and they play the loser of seventh and eighth. And then the winner of that game steals a bid for the eighth. So it is very likely we're going to have two Zags starting playing in a single elimination game for playoff implications, which I am very excited for. Ooh, who'd you cheer for? Who'd you cheer for? Both sides. Oh boy, it's hard. I just always bet the player prop bets for, for both of <laughs> uh, Sabonis and Rui. So then you're just clapping the entire game, but Honestly, I would say the Wizards, just because they are they're such a fun like I'm not nearly as much of an NBA fan as college, obviously, but the Wizards are just fun to watch, especially the last like month. Because I think they're like like 15 and 4 in their last like 19 games. And all their games they've lost are only by like one point. And Westbrook is just so dynamic, and then you got Beal, and the Pacers are really or they're they're a good team, but they're just always injured. Like Brogdon's been out for a while. Turner's on and off. Um, you know they finally have Levert, but it 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 just feels like they're just not they don't pop. Like when Sabonis is off the floor, it's very hard to watch. Yeah, I I was gonna say um, I'm really hoping that the uh, that the Hornets lose a couple games here, and then maybe the Pacers jump jump up to that uh eighth seed that way the 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 wizards and the pacers don't have to play each other right away in, in the first round of the playing tournament because then one of them's gone like right away since they're the 9 10 right right yeah so i mean if that happens one of them is for sure not making the playoff so i'm hoping that breaks up one of those teams has to get the eighth the eighth seed and I, I think that's that's pretty – the Hornets have a really rough schedule coming up. They play the – currently they're losing to the Nuggets right now. 
Then they play the Clippers, Knicks, and Wizards. So I guess Wizards isn't that hard of a game. But, I mean, God, if I have to watch one more highlight of LaMelo Ball doing, like, a normal pass and people losing their shit and having, like, a full-page Sports Center article on it, I'm going to lose my mind because they I've never – I haven't seen since like Zion's rookie year, someone just trying to pump up a star for all their work. I feel like Cooper has some really hot LaMelo ball takes. I honestly haven't watched enough LaMelo ball to give a, you know, a hot take about him. I mean, I love his game. So (laughs) I'm kind of opposite of Jake. Like give me all the LaMelo ball highlights. (laughs) Yeah, he is unbelievably flashy. I don't know how like like good he is when it matters. Like I, I haven't seen him like in the flow of a game, but you see some of the plays he makes, and the dude is a baller. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Jake, I, I'm with Dan. I've never seen a guy jump and save a ball out of bounds before and tip it to his teammate. It's just unheard of in this <laughs> modern basketball day. Is that what is is that what I just said? I don't think so. No, they're just like I, I get what you're saying, Dan, but I also get what Jake's saying. Like the, every single time the guy touches the ball, ESPN t- like yeah puts it on their Instagram or tweets it out. Like the like the other day, I legit saw him save a ball from going out of bounds, and it like tipped to his teammate, and then his teammate threw it all the way down the court, and the guy got an easy dunk, and like it was the greatest defensive play of the year. I think the yeah. Charlotte uh, like call guy has a lot to do with this. Because he's the world's biggest hype man. Oh my god, he is a freak. And he his like uh, catchphrase, he goes like "Hum diddly dee" every time something big happens, and I don't know what that means or why we do that, but that's what he does. Damn, you need a catchphrase, Dan. I feel like you need a catchphrase. Boom goes the dynamite. Oh boy, that Tough. you should say it with that level of energy too. I'm Tough. sure it'll catch on. <laughs> That's how the guy that did it said it, and it, and it went viral. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving, moving over to the Western Conference. So uh, we, we already touched on this. So Zach Collins is on the Blazers, still recovering from injury. Um, if they make a semi-deep playoff run, they should – he might be able to return. Um, they're currently at six, so they're safe from the plan. So we'll focus on the ninth-seeded Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies would – currently play the Spurs. Um, I don't know. Have you guys been watching a lot of Grizzlies basketball? Do you think they, they have a good chance against them? If I know anything, Jake, it's Grizzlies basketball. <laughs> and they got a chance. Where there's a will, there is a way. Um, you said they're playing the Spurs? Yeah, they're favored too. So they okay. should be able to win. Okay, then then I'm confident. I'm confident. Um, Pop? is getting older. So I don't know if he can rally the troops as well. Um, is Manu still on the team? Tony Parker? No. no. <laughs> Tim Duncan is though. Tim Duncan. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, apparently it's 2014. Get that memo. I don't think I can name another player on the roster besides DeMar DeRozan. Jante Murray. Is Jamezi Metu still on the Spurs? I think so. Oh, Puddle, Puddle, Jakob Puddle. Oh, if Jakob Puddle's on the team, I have no doubt that the Grizzlies can win this game. That guy folds under the pressure. Oh yeah, 
Never forget Domas just terrorizing him in Denver. Yeah. They still have Rudy Gay. Think so. Okay, so they got some dudes, but yeah, the Spurs are boring as hell. <laughs> Has Jaron Jackson yeah, hey, played a great game team basketball though? Yeah that that that's a good question for Jake. Has Jaron Jackson is he alive and well? Yeah, so he's he's healthy again. I believe he's played like his fourth game since coming back from his what did he tear? His Achilles. Or is it – he had a bad tear from last year. But, no, he's back. He's healthy. Clark's getting less minutes now because, you know, Jackson's back. Clark's also been struggling. You know, he had a really efficient year last year, but kind of crashed down to earth a bit. But still a valuable piece to the Grizzlies. So, I mean, I would love the Grizzlies to play spoiler. It would be really fun if they could – if they win this first game and somehow got to play the Lakers – that would be that would be a cool game to watch, just because you get to see LeBron complain about how apparently he's always hated this play in tournament, but he's only mentioned it as like the week the Lakers go into the seventh seed. That's when he's like, "This is the stupidest thing I have ever heard." You you don't actually think the Grizzlies could beat the Lakers if LeBron and AD are both healthy, do you? In a one game. Series with the amount of talent on an NBA team, any team can beat any team on one. No, nope. they are nope. likely to, nope. but I'm just saying, like, any Stop. team can beat any team with that amount of talent. Like, just like it, John Morant could go off for like 55 points the day he dies. I'm, no I'm, not, I'm not saying if, like, gun to my head, someone's saying who wins, Lakers, Grizzlies, Lakers, obviously, yeah. but. It's a one-game series, and there's too much talent in the NBA to just be like, oh, it's a given. No, you're oh right. I mean, it, it, gosh. It, it turns into an NCAA tournament. And what makes the NCAA tournament so great? Upsets. And maybe, just maybe, the Grizzlies could pull it off. I think we need to either, – they're either the, the Gonzaga Grizzlies or they're the Memphis Grizzags. we got to come up with a name for these guys. Memphis they have so many Zags on the team. These like to back up my argument. It's like the war or the the Lakers will probably play the Warriors in one game series, right? Like Lakers are the better team. I don't think anyone would deny that. But with or Warriors have Steph Curry, and it could be like Davidson, you know, Steph Curry, where doesn't matter. He just kicked our ass. That's a that's a much different argument, I think. <clears throat> I don't see how it's much. One I'd team be, has Steph Curry, Steph, and then. Yeah. Like, Steph's here. Like, that's a huge challenge in one game. And then I'm going to put, like, the Grizzlies down. No, below your screen. Keep going. Closer to, like, my undercarriage. I'm just saying, one-game series, anything can happen. This is why we love the play-in. This is why we love the play-in, LeBron. (laughs) It would be awesome if they they beat the Lakers. I would be cheering for them so hard. Whoever came up with that shit should be fired. What? Dan. What? That's LeBron? You're not uh, no, I'm. I'm just. I'm giving you LeBron's exact quote. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. I, th- I think it's fun for those teams that are on the that are fringe teams. Well, we've talked about fringe teams. Let's let's talk about one Zag who he's not on a fringe team because he's on the team that I believe is currently ranked last in the NBA. That's Kelly Olynyk on the Houston Rockets. Um. Part of an afterthought of the the trade that 
who who even go, went to the Heat from that trade? I can't even remember. Oladipo. Oladipo, that's right. And honestly, the Rockets might have gotten the better deal from that trade because Olenek has been putting up some numbers, some almost 20 points a game and like nine rebounds a game. Um, contract year for, for our boy Olenek. Does he get the bag again? He's played for so many teams now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think a big guy that has a versatile skill set, there's always room for him somewhere. Hopefully it's not on the Rockets because the Rockets, I, ugh, yuck. Yeah, they're they're hard to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the uh, team that, like, thinks Kelly was just born to be a Celtic. Um, that was just, like, his his style of play. Um, and he was, he was, like, I think he was rather – beloved in in boston during his time there he had a couple freak playoff games where he just went off um i, I mean why wouldn't why wouldn't you want this guy if he, he's a, a veteran player what is he going into his ninth ninth year is he completing his ninth year tenth year hitting the double digit range? i know he's 30 years old but i mean he's not slowing down by any means if anything he's just like he's the perfect guy to like bring in a rookie uh teach him up this is a guy that everyone wants on their team. I don't know why you wouldn't have him on your team unless he's, uh, I don't know, unless you're just full or don't have money. But I mean, I, I don't know how, I don't know how much money he actually gets. I don't think you're, you're backing up the, uh, the truck for him, but he'll, he'll stick <laughs> around for like a while. A, a mid-sized sedan. You'd back yeah, up. Yeah. Right yeah. A Prius. <laughs> yeah. I think there's definitely a demand for his services. Um, unfortunately, I think Houston probably can offer him the most money just because I don't think that's paying <laughs> anyone right now. So if it's it's a money thing for him, which I don't think it is, I think I've read that he doesn't spend any of his contract money. He just lives off endorsements. So, um, yeah, if he you know can get on a contender and make a little less money, I think I'd be all for that and see him in like a six-man role would be pretty sweet. Yeah, that's what happens when you stay in, in college extra years you learn what to do with your money pretty sure he's an accountant too fun fact he's an accountant or he's an accounting major he i think he got his degree in accounting nice oh that's right shop in miami that he was (laughs) cpa (laughs) (laughs) he was probably running like uh jimmy butler's big face coffee company or whatever yeah he's probably free coffee no free Probably the uh, financial guy in that scheme. All right, Jake, I got a question for you. Since the, since the four of us on this show clearly don't, don't really know much of what's going on here. And you, you're the resident NBA guy um, of these four teams, who is the absolute most likely to make it to the playoff. And then who is, if you had to bet on it, this team's not going to make it. Um, hmm. So playoff, I would say the most likely to make it. I would go the the Wizards, and I the know that, that that the might be a hot. Wait, I have a question here. Are we including the Blazers in this list? No, Blazers, of Blazers, no, no, no. As of now, no. not in, they're not in the play-in yet. They're not okay. Thank. Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, what no. are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know. Dan was looking really. Yeah, I. Okay. I in All my right. scenario, the the. Blazers have already clinched like the sixth seed. Like, yeah, um, okay, good. <laughs> just because um, 
I mean, I would say the Pacers, but they're dealing with all that stuff with their coach. It sounds like, um, like the players don't really like the coach. What like Sabonis had to stick up for the like, uh, like the scouts or the the trainers and stuff. He he had to tell his coach to stop yelling at them, which hey, great zag. Um, plus Malcolm Brogdon will just be coming back. I just think the Wizards are the hotter team, and they're so hard to beat in like a one game series. That would be a shitty team to play in a one game series because you have to deal with Westbrook and Beal, who can both just go off. And, you know, if Rui can just chip in like 18, they'll usually win. Um, for any upsets and like in the playoffs, I don't think the Wizards could win a seven game series. I think, was it Dan? Did you mention? I think it would be very interesting to see the Pacers, like a healthy Pacers versus the Nets. I don't think they'd be able to beat the Sixers in a seven-game series just because Embiid would kind of body Sabonis. <gasps> or, like, he he, w- he would stop Sabonis from getting, like, his, like, 20-point triple-double. <gasps> like, I mean, I, I just think that's Jake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, precious. hey. I bet on they're playing right now, so and the Pacers are winning, so maybe I'm wrong. But what did I just hear? Jake went against his own code. Um, I'm currently writing four active prop bets on Sabonis right now. (laughs) Oh, Jake. Jake, I have another. I have another question for you. In a hypothetical world, you and Izzy are on a hoop fest team. And you have to pick mm-hmm. between Sabonis and Rui to fill that third spot. <laughs> who, are you, who are you taking? Oh God! Uh, <laughs> it's I think, him. Careful what you say here. They uh, might think- I think I'm just gonna take Rui, just because <gasps> I think Sabonis would set up all these things <laughs> for me, and I'd be like, no idea what to do, and he'd he'd be trying to get me too involved. Where Rui, I feel like, would just take it to the rim. <laughs> Yeah. So, so bonus is going to be really working to get Jake involved on that. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty shocked. I thought Sabonis was a shoe in for you. Wow. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's tough. The code, it's like, Jake. The code. It sounds like, like Jake's new choice. favorite player is Rui. If Rui has replaced Sabonis as Jake's favorite player. Mm, I think not true. I love all my foreign zags equally. <laughs> Soft. Soft. And your foreign Arizona players too, right? And yeah, yep. and all ten foreign Arizona players. Yeah, mostly Jake Ballo. Ball. Damn, we'll see. Like we'll see if Ballo ever gets Jake. drafted in the high first, like I projected. Does Ballo jump Rui for the Hoopfest team? Oh no way! No way! <laughs> I'll have enough turnovers for for our team, so I don't need Man. Ballo. <laughs> That would be a tough <laughs> pairing right there. A Jake is, is, and he, is, is he the best? <laughs> Izzy's the best player on that team, right? No doubt. Uh, I think you're overestimating Izzy's basketball <laughs> skills. <laughs> or I'm just measuring her to you and Omar Ballo. You think Izzy would beat Omar Ballo in, in basketball? <laughs> as long as as long as she can catch the ball. That's true. Yeah, she does up. have the softball hands, so. <laughs> Man, that 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 Jake Ballo pick and roll, J Page. You're right. That is that's a hysterical thought. A worse pass to a worse. No, catch. I think the the best part is Ballo's probably running point on that. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, God bless the offseason, Marie. <laughs> these outrageous things to think oh, about. Okay. Um, and anyone else have any comments uh, on the Zags and the NBA? Nope. Don't think so, Jake. Great segment. Great segment. Oh, actually, yes, I do have one, I do have one comment. Uh, I think around this time, not like same time of the calendar, but same time of the basketball season, was when we made our first uh, like bracket challenge, and Jake was all in on the Toronto Raptors. So, Jake, who's your uh, Raptors equivalent this year? Curious if you um, Raptors again, baby. Raptors again. Do it Raptors again. Raptors are eliminated. I will say I did put money on both the Bucks and the Sixers to win the Eastern Conference, just because the the Nets were like minus five hundred or whatever. And I'm like, they don't play any defense. So I threw 20 on 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 the Bucks and, and Sixers. So I think I think they have a decent chance to win the, the East at least. Um, just with those odds. Um right. I don't know. Who do you guys think is gonna win it all this year? This feels like a very open year for the NBA, actually. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it 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 just is gonna straight up come down to health. Like, if the Nets are healthy and James Harden's back balling, I don't know who's beating them in the East. I really don't. If you got all three of those guys clicking and playing well. And then for the Lakers, if you got LeBron and you got AD healthy and balling, uh, I feel like it's Lakers-Nets, but that's why they play the games. I got to pick a team right now. I'm going to pick my team right now. I'm not going with my Miami Heat this year because they they sent – they sent freaking Kelly Olynyk to the to the salt mines, um, so I'm going with <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Utah Jazz. That's that's a Zane team right there. Oh, I like boy. the Utah Jazz. I like that that home crowd. Oh, Utah baby, let's go. Paige, who who do you have? God, this is this is pretty brutal. The spider. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Clippers, just to throw a little wrinkle in everyone's plans for the evening. Um, I think it's gonna come down to health, like Dan said, and Clippers are somehow just gonna find themselves cutting down the nets. Oh, whoa, they're gonna they're gonna cut down the nets this year. <laughs> they're gonna cut down the nets. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> and I don't I don't know. They don't seem to ugh. I mean this Clipper team is a whole lot different than last year. Uh, I think just with Ty Lue. I think Rondo is huge for him. He's gonna be big time. But I still like the Lakers over the Clippers. Until proven otherwise where it matters when it counts. Cooper talks old and injured now though, Dan. Talk us into Luca being better than Michael Jordan one more Oh time. my god, yeah. This also came up about last year. <laughs> we're coming, we're coming up on that anniversary yeah, as well. I am still on that on that fucking train, baby. Oh <laughs> my gosh. And I'm with it. But um no, I think if the if the Mavs can win one series, it's a, a good for them, but I don't see them doing anything past that. Uh I'm riding the Bucks, baby. Big Bucks boy this year. I think uh I think Giannis finally gets over that hump. I think he, you know, can spread the floor a little more, can knock down the occasional open three and occasionally get hot. Um, I like that core three of him, Chris, and Drew. And, yeah, they, I mean, I think, you know, Drew, I know this is Drew's first year, but him and Chris have 
Giannis and Chris have been balling for a couple of years now. So if Chris can be that true number two when Giannis is getting doubled, then I think they have a good shot. Damn, you're giving Chris Middleton the one-name treatment? <laughs> oh, KM? Did you forget about my boy, KM? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, I'm glad Luka... you clarified, Dan, because I did not know who he was. <laughs> I, fi- I figured a lot of people were like, who is Chris? <laughs> Zane, I thought you would remember Chris Middleton from the 2K days. Oh, God, Jay, come on, don't go there. Oh, should we, should we bring back the 2K? Jesus Christ. We're just, it's like a reunion tour this episode. Oh, man. Zane and my friendship barely survived, like, and we only made it through two-thirds of the tournament, so. Yeah. Well, it did, at the end, it did turn into you and I against 2K. I feel that like. is true. We were just like, oh, yeah, it's not you. It's this game. This game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was as clearly us. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take a hot take, uh, both literally and uh, mascot-wise. I'm going the Suns. <laughs> what? Their mascot's a gorilla, isn't it? It's a sun. Nope. It's a gorilla. The mascot is the gorilla. The team the nickname is, is the sun. Gorilla. Oh, well, maybe I think this gorilla is super hot. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker, that's a really good backcourt. They were playing well, a lot of continuity. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I feel like Chris Paul deserves it. He's been bounced around a lot. So and it doesn't concern you at all that this is, this will be the Suns' first playoff appearance in over 10 years? Nope. Just makes them hungry for it. <laughs> all right. Did you see what the LeBron list Lakers did to the Suns the other day? Yeah, didn't they, like, barely win? They were blowing them out, and then the Suns had a late 14-2 run that made it interesting. But the Suns have zero answer for Anthony Davis. The Suns, if the Lakers play the Suns, Lakers in five. Lakers have to get out of the play-in, though. The Lakers, True, True Dan. The Lakers will be just fine in the play-in. Although they'll probably oh, will they? You, you're very confident against Lakers-Warriors on one-game series. I'm With not, Steph Dan. as hot as Don't he is confident. now, there's no worry in your mind at all, Dan. Oh, he's nervous, Jake. Look at him. He's oh, shaking. Oh, oh. Let me say. Let me just say this one more time for listeners that are maybe interested in my Lakers fandom. I, I really am not like a Lakers fan anymore. Now I just cover them. I have for the last couple of years. So objectively speaking, watching the Lakers, knowing what they have in LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, I think the Lakers are going to be just fine as long as LeBron is healthy. So it's a big if. So that that is more of the concern, not not Steph Curry. All right, so in this scenario, <laughs> you have a healthy LeBron James. Yeah. You have a healthy Anthony Davis. Yep. You're still not worried. In a one-game series against Steph Curry, who's currently averaging 33 points a game. No, because they'll make other people beat him. Like everyone if, tries to make other people beat them. Okay, but Curry. Okay, well the Lakers will do that, and LeBron will get involved, guarding up on the perimeter, and you'll have to make freaking Juan Toscano Anderson hit a couple. Hey, threes. hey, is he's a big Juan Toscano Anderson? I am. I am gonna live with Juan Toscano <laughs> Anderson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, all those guys shooting. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm getting a ding, ding, ding. 
That's uh, Sabonis has got a triple-double, and that marks the end of our segment. To, to end the show, we thought we would do a little public service announcement. Um, I don't know if any of our listeners bet on the Kentucky Derby like myself, but um, I'm here to speak about an injustice that was done, and that is Mr. Bob Baffert roiding up his horse, Medina Spirit, and not just screwing me out of my winnings, but each and every person who bet on any other horse. So I would like to announce here today that Zane Esquire will be starting a class action lawsuit against Mr. Baffert to ensure that not just me, but everyone who is affected by this heinous, heinous, cheating. Heinous, heinous. Heinous, thank you. That's why, that's why I pay you the big bucks. <laughs> it's uh, their just deserves. Zane, can you just tell us your strategy on how you're going to pay not just me back, but our listeners? Uh, first, I'm going to uh, study for the bar and pass that. Uh, we'll, we'll reconvene at that point. And then I want to send a, uh, a service announcement to all those uh, gamblers out there. Um, look, we're here for you. We're here to support you. Um, it makes me absolutely sick to my stomach that Medina Spirit is being allowed to race at the Preakness, the coveted Preakness, um, coming up here. Uh, is that this weekend? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, this weekend. It makes me sick to my stomach what uh, Bob Baffert and his lawyers are doing is wrong. It is, uh, we have a constitutional right here, Jake. Um, and and if this continues, it's an indictment on the entire United States of America. I agree. If we can't even stop our horses from cheating, what are the chances we can stop the humans from cheating? I, I will say our, our strategy is also similar to what, um, what, you know, baseball steroids, you know, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, we're going to take them to Congress. And then we're going to make, we're going to make Medina spirit testify before Congress. His records will still stand, but he will have to testify. That'll show him. Electric. Well, I think that about concludes this episode. Uh, if anyone has those issues, just just slide in our Instagram or Twitter DMs. I guess that's the best place to start. Or We're here to support you. Number right now. I think that's yeah. Yes, we will soon have a future lawyer. Congratulations to the special guest himself for making it through law school. Cheers to Zane. Cheers, boys. Thank Woo! you. Esquire guy. All righty. Well, with that being said, everyone, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you next week, maybe sooner. Wink, wink. Ooh, baby. Nolan Hickman, let's go. Toodaloo.